My title for the day is My title is The Christian's Help. The Christian's Help. Subtitle is How to Recognize and Receive Your Help from God. The title, once again, is The Christian's Help. And my subtitle is How to Recognize and Receive Your Help from God. One last time, my title for today is The Christian's Help. And my subtitle is How to Recognize and Receive Your Help from God. Help. Mm -hmm. There is a ton of help for the true Christian. But in order to receive the Christian's help, you must be a true Christian. There is a ton of help for the true Christian. But in order to receive the Christian's help, you must be a true Christian. Many Christians, this is the problem, many Christians are not Christian enough to receive the Christian's help. They are carnal and only want to help or only want help to consume it of their own desires. Many Christians are not Christian enough to receive the Christian's help. They are carnal, fleshly, earthly, sensual, and only want the help from God to consume it for their own desires. I'm 100% sure that 100% of the people in this room would not go to heaven if Jesus was to come back right now. This is a reality that time will prove. The title Christian has become so diluted to the point where anyone can be a Christian without the Christ or evidence of conversion. Do you have enough evidence to be a Christian? There's a ton of help. I'm going to go through these again. There's a ton of help for the true Christian or the true believer. But in order to receive the Christian's help, you must be a true Christian or a person desiring to truly be a Christian. Many Christians are not Christian enough to receive the Christian's help. They are carnal and only want help to consume it for their own carnal desires. The title Christian has become so diluted to the point where anyone can be a quote-unquote Christian without the Christ or evidence of conversion. My question for you today is, do you have enough evidence to be a Christian? A true Christian is a converted Christian. Just because you raised your hand in the church service, just because you cried tears at the altar, doesn't mean your life has been on the altar. It doesn't mean that you truly have been converted. Many people, they want help from God, but they don't have enough cachet connection, closeness to really appreciate that help. Here are some evidences of a true Christian. I spelled the word Christian. Number one evidence of a real Christian is see they consider God. The Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. It is not the middle. It's not the end. It's not close to the beginning. It is the beginning of all wisdom. If you want to walk wisely, if you really want to walk with God, you got to make sure you reverence him. Right now, we treat God as if God is blind because we sin openly before his eyes. 
We hide our sins from our parents. We hide our sins from teachers. But God is looking directly at your life, seeing that you're not close or committed or even a Christian enough to even, even have any reverence for him. And you the one thinking that I'm going to judge you, your mom's going to judge you. God said, I see everything before me. And we treat him as if he's nothing. We treat him because I, one thing I think that messes up is because we don't truly understand the wrath of God. In order to truly understand the love of God, you have to understand his wrath. What is keeping his wrath back? It's called grace and mercy. It's called the blood of the lamb. It's called time. There is going to come a time where nothing you can do can withhold his wrath. It will be spilt on everyone who has not accepted him. And there's going to be a lot of people who profess to be Christians, but will end up in hell. I think hell's population is probably more of confessing of people who thought they were Christian, but really wasn't. This message is supposed to be sobering. This message is supposed to be real. Because if I got to stand before God, I want to make sure my hands are clean of any type of blood that may be spilt on my hands. Because I'm going to make sure. I give you the truth. Our evidence of a real Christian, they consider God. They think about God. God, how do you feel about this? God, should I even do this? The Bible says, uh, acknowledge him in all your ways. Before I do anything, I have to acknowledge him. God, is this who you want me to be with? Is this the season for this? And we act like God has extra time. You're wasting your life right now as if you have 30 years. I made it to 37. Some of y'all may not make it to 27. If you see the signs of the times, you will see we don't have much left. So you better consider God now because if you don't consider God, you'll be at the wrong college. If you don't consider God, you will be messed up with the wrong guy. If you don't consider God, you'll be pregnant. Evidence of a real Christian H, they hate sin. If you do not hate your sin, you probably don't have the Holy Ghost within. Because the true marker of a Christian, they hate their sin. They may still commit a sin, but they hate it when it's done. They hate sin. If you don't hate sin, you might not be a Christian. Another evidence of a real Christian are is they're real with themselves. I don't got time to take the speck out of your eye. I'm still chopping off the beam in mine. I'm real. If you want to be a Christian, you have to be real with yourself. I, evidence of a real Christian, they illuminate. They're light. Light don't talk. Christians who talk much about their light are dim. Christians don't have to talk to know that they light up a room. They illuminate. They expose. That's why people don't like you. If you're a real Christian, people don't like you because you, by, by being in their proximity, make them nervous because your presence shake their demons. Disturb their demons. Frustrate their demons because you illuminate. Because the light that's in you can expose the darkness in them. Evidence of a real Christian C considers God. H hates sin. R real with themselves. I, they illuminate. Another evidence of a real Christian, they study the scriptures. They don't just read, they study. These devotions has crippled this generation. Little app notification on your phone. You think you did enough to get you through the day. You have to study. Right now, some of you all are about to head into the jaws of college of people that's going to shake your faith. Muslims going to shake your faith. Black Hebrew Israelites going to shake your faith. Atheists going to shake your faith because you don't even know enough about the faith you say you believe in and you call yourself a Christian. Evidence of real Christian, they study the scriptures. T, they think above and they think optimistically. A Christian don't put their head down. A Christian is a soldier. So many pansies in the Christian world today. Soft Christians. If somebody was to come in here with a gun right now, half of y'all walk out that door. If they said, if anyone professed to be a Christian, stand to their feet, half this room would be still seated, if not majority. 
Even if it's a real Christian, they think above. Eye another eye. They are not ignorant of Satan's devices. Right now, there are plots and schemes surrounding your life right now to take it. So why play games with an enemy that ain't playing games with you? If you're ignorant to the generational curses in your family, you will have it in yours. If you're ignorant to what is tailored to you, you will find yourself wearing a devil's suit. Evidence of real Christian aid, they assess their issue, they assess their life, they make adjustments in their advance. A Christian don't stay in the same person for a long period of time. They're always evolving. If I make a mistake today, I assess. What did I do wrong, Holy Ghost? Holy Spirit said, here, make these adjustments. And then you can advance. The last eight I have that a real Christian has amnesia. Amnesia means that you, hold on, amnesia, hold on. amnesia, that's anesthesia. No, amnesia is that you forget. Amnesia means that I don't care what sin I did yesterday because I'm a child of God. I have amnesia. I keep it moving with the adjustments that I've made. Last but not least, and a real Christian realize they're never alone. Real Christian considers God. They hate sin. They're real with themselves. They illuminate the room. They study scripture. They think above and optimistically. They are, ign- they are not ignorant of sacred devices. They assess, adjust, advance, and have amnesia, and they realize they're never alone. Here's some scripts I want to read real quick before I get into some more points. Matthew 7, 21 through 23 says, Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, have I not prophesied in your name? Have I not cast out demons in your name? Have I not done mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. This is Jesus speaking. How many people in this room have confessed that one moment they wanted God as they say? Yes, we're Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Lord, have I not done this? Have I not? Hey, that's, this is a sobering text for preachers like me. There are preachers in hell right now. Have I not prophesied in your name? Have I not cast out demons in your name? Have I not done mighty works? Listen, I, I want to make sure I know God here. I don't want no confusion when I see him face to face. I don't want to stand before God and God has to think if he knows me. John 1, 1 John 2, 19 says, they went out from us. But they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not of us. This this scripture means this. There's a lot of people who start off with this Christian race and everybody looks the same. And then over a period of time, they started off with us, but they wasn't with us. Right. And and if they had been with us, they would have continued. Time proves if you're a real Christian right now in your right now in this Victory Christian Center School right now in this stage of life. You think you're a Christian. You think what's the problem with thinking? you got to know it. (laughs) If hell is on the line, if judgment is on the line, I have to know. And if I know, then I know I need help. Because everybody starts off the race. You've seen the, the marathons. Everybody taking off. Boom, boom, boom. But not everybody finished. Time will prove if you're really real. Matthew seven thirteen says, enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. 
and there are many who go by who go by in it. Which road are you on? Narrow? Wide. See, wide roads, wide gates, I mean, you can take a lot with you. Narrow gate, I might have to take some bags off. Because I might not be able to get through with the life I'm living now. First John 2, 3-4 says, And by this we know that we have come to know him, if we keep his commandments. Whoever says I know him but does not keep his commandment is a liar and the truth is not him. I can tell my wife I love her all day, but if my love is not in my action, my love is false. If you truly love God, you align your life with that love. Matthew 16, 24 said, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. My question today for you, do you have enough evidence to be a Christian? Because if you are not a Christian, you can't receive the Christian's help. Now, let's talk about these three things. What God, number one, what God will not help you do, <laughs> what you need him to help you do. And how to let him help you. What God will not help you do. What you need him to help you do. And how to not or how to let him help you. All these three categories spell the word help. Number one, God will not help you H harm anyone intentionally or unintentionally. God, I don't care. The Bible says vengeance is mine. I will repay. God will not help you harm anyone right now through ignorance. Some of y'all are in relationships, friendships, situationships that are harming each other and you expecting God to help you and he will not help you. God wants to help you become mature because hurt people hurt people. Restore people, restore people. God will not help you eat, enjoy sin. If you in sin right now, God's hands is like this. I can't help you. The best way to remove God's help in your life is if you are enjoying sin. There's a difference between uh, trying to exit sin and enjoying sin. Some of you are right now in some sins right now. You're like, God, I need your help to get out of this. I don't want to do this anymore. And you're going to stumble. Right. You're going to stumble. But there are some people that says, I don't care if God is looking at me right now. I'm doing this sin with a smile on my face as if God won't wipe that smile off your face. If you are enjoying sin right now, God will not help you. Hey, God will not help you lift what you are not mature enough to lift. If you're trying to lift something right now that you are too immature to lift, God ain't going to help you lift that because it's only going to break you. God will not help you pee, pursue anything or anyone he never called you to. Some of you are wasting your teenage years in situations right now that is going to take up your time of creativity. And God said, I'm not going to help you with that. You can do what you want to do. You have free will, but it will not be me giving you the help you need to pursue anything or anyone he never called you to. Everybody think God's going to help them with anything. God ain't going to help you harm anyone. He's not going to help you enjoy sin. He's not going to help you lift anything that you're not mature enough to lift. And he's not going to help you pursue anything or anyone he never called you to. The reason why we don't ask God for help, we're going to the second part. The reason why we don't ask God for help is because he is not the only one we need. God is the only one you need. The reason why we don't ask God for help is because he is not there. So if you need love, you won't need love. 
Because if you need love as a verb, you must need first love as a noun. I need God to heal any type of dad wound, mom wound, friend wound, any type of wound before I'm able to enjoy life. So if you need acceptance, if you need attention, if you need all these different things for people who are limited, it's crazy we go to someone who's limited and ignore the one who's unlimited. Now, you need him to do these four things. Number one, be holy. H, be holy. He says, be holy for I am what? Holiness means to be separate. Are you different enough from the world to make a difference in this world? If you look like the world, talk like the world, smell like the world, do what the world does, then possibly you may not even be freed from it. God is looking for holy people. God is looking for the holiness doesn't mean perfection. Because he already sent the Holy One, the Son, to pay the price, to live the life, to die the death that we're supposed to. But he does require us to be humbled by his holiness. Moses said, man, I got it. Was it Moses? Said, I got to take my shoes off because this is holy ground. Back, back in the day, the priests, they had to tie a rope at the ankle of a priest. And so if the, as the priest was going into the holies of holies, if he wasn't right, he drops dead. And so they had to pull him out because they had bells on the rope. So as he walking, they know he's alive. But as soon as the bells stopped belling, they knew that man was dead. And so they said, I'm not going in there. So they pulled the man out. We have this span of time called grace. And what happens is we just think that God is still not holy, that God is still okay with your mess. If you're not remorseful for your sins, if you don't recognize that you are a sinner, wretched, need a savior, then my friend, you ain't saved. Anybody with common sense knows, hey, I need your help to be holy. God, help me close this screen. God, help me leave this person. God, help me to be separate. You need him to help you eat to eliminate sinful habits. You can't eliminate sin with discipline. Because all it takes is the right environment to be right back in that sin. <clears throat> God, I need your help to get this sin out of my life. I need your help. But if you enjoy the sin more than you enjoy the Savior, then you would not win in this life. I'm preaching like a man that needs his help and I need it every day because I know that I, without him, I'm nothing. You need him to help you, L, to love yourself and to love the unlovable. You need God to help you love you. <laughs> Some of you all are sinking in, in low self-esteem and sinking in depression because you don't, you're not willing to be a, 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 a confident enough or aware enough to say, God, I need your help to love me. Because if you're not holy, and if your sinful habits are in your life, and if you don't love yourself, how can you help somebody else? David couldn't build the temple because he had blood on his hand. Last but not least, how, you need him to help you to fulfill P, your purpose. God, help me. To be holy. God, help me to be separate. 
God, I messed up today, but I know your loving arms is there to help me. God, I need your help. Help me. Show me the adjustments. Show me the cancerous people in my life. Show me the toxic environments that I that I frequent. God, help me to be holy. God, help me to eliminate. Because, God, I do not want my sin. Listen, if I don't ask God for help, my sins will destroy my marriage. Anything that practices sin ever see sin is like it's like spilt oil. Sin is like it's like something that spreads. Sin just doesn't affect you. Sin affects everything connected to you. Sin will affect your purpose. See, the devil is not trying to just uh, 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 let me just pat him on the wrist and let me just uh, whatever. He says, I want the full destruction of your life. You playing with an enemy that's desperate, an enemy that knows I only got a few more days, months left. I'm trying to take as many of you all to hell with me or I'm trying to make your lives as full of hell as possible. And we play with the devil's music as if the music wasn't designed to destroy you. We play with the devil's movies as if the imagery on the movies wasn't meant to destroy the image bearing that you bear of the father. He, you think this is just a game? When I walk out these doors, I know I did my job. The rest is on you. The devil ain't playing games with you, and God ain't playing either. God ain't Santa Claus. God ain't, don't get me wrong, God is a loving God, but God is serious about business. Have you ever been around somebody that's serious about business? Like, there's a kingdom he's trying to advance. And when you understand the seriousness of it, then you can actually enjoy it. Because there's nothing beautiful than being in the reverence of God, the presence of God, right? Now, how to let him help you? And I'm out your way. How to let him help you? We talked about how we need the Christian's help. See, the world, God sends sinners, helpers, people to try to help them see the gospel. But those who have received the gospel truly in their lives with full conversion, with fruit bearing, these individuals know I need God's help to help others. Now, how to let him help you? Number one, H, he must be or become your hope. He must be your hope. We have to go to hope, him, God, you're my hope. You're the, you're the reason why I exist. You're the reason why I live. God, you're my hope. My hope is in you. My trust is in you. And my trust ain't in my money. My trust ain't in my, my wife. My trust is not in anything else but God. Because when I put my full trust, I then know how to delegate who I trust with certain things. But he must, be your, he must become your hope. Because how can God help you if you want to help the devil? If your hope is in something else, next H, you have to be honest with yourself and you must stop comparing horizontally. In order to get help from God, you got to be honest and say, God, I am a sinner. God, I am a backslider. If you're not a Christian, God, I'm backsliding. God, I ain't trying to rock. God, I, I am fully aware that I am not trying to live for you. I have, you have to be honest with yourself. The worst person to lie to is to lie to you. God, I know, no, no, God, I'm, I, I know. Because when you answer yourself, you avoid certain environments. Like, like, as a preacher, I know I can't be in a room with certain type of women. It don't matter how strong I think I am. The Bible says when you stand, take heed lest you fall. So if I know the environment, listen, after I preach, I already know. Fridays, Wednesdays, whenever I preach, I know I get weak. So what I do is I got to fill this weak vessel. Because if not, 
The trap has been laid. I have to be honest with myself, Josh, you, you really like when I look in my daughter's eyes, I got to say, are you really trying to live long, Josh? Are you trying? You got to be honest. With yourself. God, I need help to avoid these donuts sometimes. God, I need your help to avoid these organic cakes at home. I need your help. There's been plenty of times where I drove by Bojangles praying in tongues. Because my own words couldn't sustain the desire in my heart. There's been times when I drove by restaurants, I said, I got to get home. Because I don't want to die prematurely and leave my daughter fatherless, my wife without a husband. And in order to receive help from God, you got to stop comparing horizontally. See, when I compare my life to you, I either get prideful or I get depressed. But if I compare my life vertically, I actually become my best. See, if I compare my life to someone else, oh, I'm a better Christian than them. <laughs> then when I look at to a giant, I'm like, I'm not Christian enough. That's why it's funny how basketball players, they talk a bunch of hype when they play some bad teams. And then when they play a good team, it seems like they don't even, they, they, you don't hear from them. They ain't talking about nobody. I'm talking about experiences from people I know. But when you compare yourself to a LeBron, you compare yourself to, to, to Luka Doncic, and you compare yourself to a Tom Brady, you know if you're on the level or not. But when you look at your Christian life, and see, if you keep your eyes sideways, you'll live sideways. But if I keep my eyes to the hills from which come my help, my help come from the Lord, I will receive the help I need. Because none of us have arrived. E, how to let him help you? I have to flee and avoid certain environments and engagements if I truly want his help. Flee doesn't mean I tiptoe. <laughs> flee doesn't mean I walk. Flee says I fully recognize this ain't the environment for me, so I flee. There's certain environments. Say it again. Which one? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. How to let him help you, H. He must become your hope. You have to be honest with yourself. And you have to stop comparing horizontally. E, you have to flee. If you sit in a certain environments or you engage in some person you don't really want the help I can talk all day that I want to lose weight but if I keep eating the same thing am I honest if you want it bad enough you'll eat the bad stuff Not only should you flee, flee means you accidentally walked into it and you're like, oh, snap. Then some, let me tell you something about this Christian life. Like, you have to fully understand that there are certain environments that are just not for you. And sometimes God is hiding you. See, for instance, you go to a private school. The devil wants to tempt you that his life is better over here. Like, like yes, there's going to be some things about here you're not going to like. But it's definitely keeping you, hiding you from the unnecessary. So if you know you're in a situation with a guy, with a girl, with, the, with the whatever it is, engagements, and you don't want to flee or avoid it, you don't really want God's help. And that's okay. It is okay not to want his help. 
Be honest. God, right now in this season of my life, I want to live it up. I want to do what I want to do. Do what you want to do. God said, I don't care. Do what you want to do. But when you do what you do and you end up with boo-boo, the fool is you. Number three, how to let him help you. L, you have to let him help you. You have to let him. You see them independent women like, I got the door. No, now I got it. You know, and you're like, man, my man's like, shivery ain't dead. I'm trying to be a gentleman. Nah, I got it. You have to say, God, you know what? I'm going to let you help me. I'm going to let you help me. Last but not least for the L's, you have to love yourself and loathe sin. That means hate sin. In order to let him help you, you got to show, hey, God, I love me. The only way you can love you is let him love you. Right now, there's so many young people right now that don't even love themselves. Your actions show. Don't like themselves. Your actions show. And God said, man, just let me love you, man. Like, let me let me show you what love really is, because if you don't know God's love, you will fall for sensual love. And you think they similar because facts over feelings. People think that because I feel love, that is real love. That's why the Bible says don't awaken love before it's time. When you awaken love before you are mentally mature to rise above, you're going to find yourself in trauma. Just because you feel safe with him, just because you feel confident with him doesn't mean you will still that you love yourself. Because the moment he leaves you, the moment she leaves you, the real test, if you love yourself, it's not accept anything you know won't love you back. And the Holy Spirit is the only one's going to let you know. This person, because let me tell you something, let me put you on game. People will love you until they get what they got. Mm-hmm. Demons, demons are the greatest. You think Denzel's a great actor? You, what's the guy that says, uh, good luck? What's his name? Uh, taken, Taken, what's his name? Liam. Liam, Liam, yeah. You think that, those are my two favorite actors. But if you think that they are good, demons will make, let me tell you something about demons. Demons will make a person act like they love you. And then when they, then when a demon has taken from you, the person changes in front of me and they don't even love you no more because the demon has got what it's gotten. Demons don't waste time. So you think that God loves you now? You think that girl loves you now? You think that person loves you now? They love you until they get what they get from you. And then when they get what they get from you, they leave you. Sleep with a man and find out how quick he zips up. Sleep with a woman and find out how quick she takes your money. Do it. And you'll find out that that person didn't love you. Because hormones will make you feel like someone love you. And then when they got what they gotten from you, you realize you in the bed alone. Touched all over. Kissed all over. Messed all over. And you by yourself. When you love yourself, you limit yourself. When you love yourself, you're going to be like, man, you don't, like, like, like real recognize real. Like, like when you love you, you look at resumes. No company, unless they desperate, what the first thing, they, what the first thing a job looks for? They, they ask for what? A resume. Before we can resume conversation, before we can resume the idea of your interest in this job, I have to check your resume to see if you qualify. Are you qualified to be by my side? See, my side is valuable. My side, right? If you stand beside me in any way in life, that's a valuable position. 
It took me a while to understand how valuable that. So when I married my wife, I said, man, she's qualified for my side. She looked at me and said, you're qualified for my side. Like, like you're not going to, because when someone's by your side, the Bible says two is greater than one. If that person can't help you when you fall, you stay falling. You got to take check for qualifications. You got to check. Are you God? Like, are you are you Christian enough? Do, like, because if the person compromises God, they will. Like, if, if that person doesn't honor sexual purity, what makes you think they're going to keep you sexually pure? If, you, if that person don't honor God and all the things, he ain't going to honor you. Because if, if they compromise God, you next. But when you love yourself, you say, no, 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 no. See, 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 I got to read your resume to see if you qualify. I got to check for references. <laughs> How is she on the job? How is he on the job? I check the resume. I check the references before we can resume. You're hiring people you should be firing. You're firing people you should have kept hired. All because you don't love yourself. And you don't loaf sin. Loaf, loaf means hate. Coach, man, we might have to go get some breakfast out of this, my brother. <laughs> I don't preach hard today. I might have to get some breakfast, Go. We might have to go do a, 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 a Fat Boy Chronicles, Coach. <laughs> we, we, might have to, we might have to do it today. <laughs> we might have to do it today. Pete, <clears throat> how to let him help you? You have to practice Practice acknowledging him. Should I be here, God? Should I do this, God? What do you think about this, God? What do you think about this, man? I have, I have right now, I have written over 47 book ideas. 47 book titles, 47 books. There's been certain books I can make. I can make hundreds of thousands of dollars if I keep writing some certain books. Maybe not hundreds of thousands, but close up to that. If I stay on that purpose of singleness train, if I stay on that relationship train, man, I can, I can ride the money train. But I have to acknowledge him, God, is this the book you want me to write? Right now, I could be traveling, talking at colleges right now. Right now, I could be making five. Do you know I make 5000 a speaking engagement at colleges? Do you know I make over $250 an hour to talk to people? But God said, don't pursue that right now. I want you here. There's going to be times where you're going to see checks in front of you. You're going to see money in front of you. And you got to know how to say, God, I need your help. Because if you don't acknowledge him right now, when it's quiet, what happens when the noise comes? How many people in this room need his help now? <laughs> Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much right now for being my help. <laughs> I pray, Father God, that we understand that I need your help to get through algebra. I need your help to get through English. I need, I need, I need your help to focus. I need your help to prepare for school. I need your help, uh, I need your help to, to help me not do certain things that makes me incompetent where I need to be competent. God, God, I'm realizing that right now, I got like right to let this guy go. Right now, I got to let this girl go. God, help me do it. God, help me to leave these friends. God, help. Like, right now, I need your help. Lord, I come against every prideful spirit that, re that doesn't want that help. Especially from those that want that help. Every demonic spirit on the sound of my voice, I command you right now in the name of Jesus to loose these young people to the point to where they fully receive this word. We come against every plot and scheme that will try to take this seed from them. 
and you know my voice. And I come against every demonic plot against my wife and daughter for this execution of my authority in Christ. All my loved ones, anyone that's close within my circle, we, can, we counsel those plots too. If you're in this room right now, you say, hey, man, I am not saved. <laughs> I thought I was, but after this conversation with Mr. Ezzy, I realized I am miles away from the cross. And some people right at the cross looking at the other direction, though. If you're in this room, you say, hey, I need to give my life to Christ. I need to fully be assured of my salvation. I want to make sure my eternity is secured. If that's you, raise your hand. I see it. Thank you. See, there you go. Yeah. If you're in this room right now, you said I'm saved, but but I've walked away. I'm proud, prideful. I don't want his help. I didn't want his help for a while. And I'm in a backslidden condition. I'm in a condition where I'm almost to a reprobate mind. Like I'm in a condition right now where I'm out of my mind. But I want to get back aligned. If that's you, raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, the greatest help that you ever given us, you said it was expedient for us. You talk to your boys. I don't know if you had a fish plate. God, I don't know what y'all had. But you said, fellas, it's expedient for me to go so I can send the comforter. Why do they call him the comforter? Because you're going to need some comforting. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit to the point to where it's speaking other tongues, you want that extra help. And you want that extra help to speak another language where your words you don't have enough for, but you can tap into that extra gear. Raise your hand at this moment. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this time. I thank you, Lord, that my labor was not in vain. And I thank you, Lord, for you always being the same, yesterday, today, and forever, that helper that we always need. Thank you again, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.